0: Welcome back to another episode of Glow the Fuck Up, the podcast that is here to change your fucking life. I'm your host, Stephanie Taylor, the CEO and founder of the beauty brand and biz, bronzedambition.co. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Glow the Fuck Up podcast. I have a very special VIP guest on today's episode, my girl Stacy. Here, go ahead and introduce yourself for the listeners, Stacy.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Stacy. Um, I'm a graphic designer, and very excited to be here on this episode to talk about um, a personal website that I I made to help others. Yay!
0: So yeah. I found Stacy on a Facebook group. I'm like, I'm a whore for Facebook groups. <laughs> love networking. I love connecting with other women. I'm all about empowerment. Um and Stacy has created a platform, a website essentially that just absolutely blew my mind. It's something that I have not seen done before and I wanted to share this platform with you guys because I feel like it's so important to just make sure that we are open, we are honest and we are doing whatever we can to change this very toxic way that we look at bodies, body image, eating, the way that we take care of ourselves, the way that we, you know, talk about other people's bodies. So Stacey, I'm going to let you dive in and introduce your
1: website and what your mission is and what your platform is. Cool. Thank you. Um, Yeah, the website is called The Pain of Eating. Um, And the premise behind it was that um, food can actually feel painful for some people, believe it or not. I feel like in the, in the Western culture, at least it's something that, um, food is celebrated, right? Like it's, um, it's something where people come together and they socialize around it. Um, it's celebrated in the sense of how little you can eat and, you know, restriction in the fitness world and, um, you know, micromanaging your nutrients and things of that nature. But, What about for the people that either suffer with some sort of addiction towards it or um, have intolerances or have whatever relationship um, they have with food that is uncomfortable? And so for them, eating is almost painful in a sense, maybe not physically, but mentally. And so I myself have been through a lot, Um, anorexia, bulimia, um, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Uh, having my gallbladder removed through emergency surgery. And so I've just had so many instances where um, my body was either uh, like not able to take in food or I didn't want to give it food and just such a negative negative relationship that I wanted to become a source of support for other people. Um, Being a graphic designer and I worked in New York City um, specifically in marketing, um, in the fashion world a little bit. And the things that I saw, you know, contributed to my lack of well-being. And when I so desperately needed help, yes, I I could find like professional help, but sometimes you just need that someone that says, oh, me too, or I've been there, or just knowing, you know, like in our own, in our own minds, we're the only person. And it's like, oh, I'm the only one suffering. It's like, I want you to know that, no, you're not alone. And you can come like through this basically Um, and so I wanted to make a website that kind of documented, uh, what I went through and then how I overcame that to be a source of support, whether it's just reading the website and identifying, Hey, there's someone else out there or just actually contacting me. And it's like, Hey, Stacy, like I need your help. And I would be that, that free resource for someone because I want to be, um, the friend that I didn't have when I was going through something and, and help stop the pain, uh, of someone else basically.
0: I love that. Oh, you are just a fucking angel, Stacey. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so like, that's so powerful. I think just feeling that support and knowing that someone else has experienced what you're experiencing. You're not crazy. You're not alone. There's nothing, you know, wrong with you. These things happen. Um, There is support. And the fact that you're willing to point people in the right direction and just assist with giving them resources is just so commendable. Like, thank you for doing what you're doing. I love that. We need more people like you here in the world.
1: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's little things like therapy. I'm a huge advocate of therapy. Like oh, I love therapy, oh, same. but you can only see them, you know, for X of hours a week versus like, I have, um, a girl that I was helping a couple years ago and she would call me if she was about to binge and she would like, be like, Stacy, I'm about to drive to Taco Bell. I need you to just sit with me on the phone for the next three minutes so I can blow past this place and move on.
0: Yeah, And we'd stay on
1: the phone for a few minutes. And then like she'd drive past me like, okay, I'm cool. And I'm like, cool. We both hang up. And it's those like micro moments that I I truly believe make a big difference because that's how you're like changing like the wiring of your brain, you know, and being able to help someone through that or point them in the direction, you know, or just kind of give that boost of self-confidence. Like, yeah, you got this. Like You've been going two weeks strong. Like, let's make it a third. You know, I, yeah. I'm happy to be there for someone else, or yeah, point them in a direction of another person, maybe that's like in their radius or whatever. You know, whatever kind of support they need. Um, happy to help. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so important.
0: Um, I really want to touch on the misconception about disordered eatings. Um, for example, we have like the very famous plus size model Tess Holiday, who recently opened up about being diagnosed anorexic and the internet just fucking tore her apart. Um, I think we need to understand that disordered eating can affect all shapes, all sizes, all shades, you know, every sort of background. It's not just, you know, these skinny, thin, frail people, like anyone can suffer from disordered eating. Um, What kind of light can you shed on that for us to kind of give us a little more education?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that I've learned throughout this whole process is that it's um, it's basically self-harm in a nutshell, and it's, it's trauma. And um, from the outside world looking in, it is hard because people will make these assumptions based on either what they've seen in media um, or what they're exposed to. And a lot of people don't have a whole lot of knowledge on it when I was, um, at the beginning stages of like the SIBO, I had lost a lot of weight. And I remember someone at work saying like, Oh, I bet you can eat anything. You know, you're so thin. And I almost went into my office and cried because in my head, I'm like, little do you know, my body's not absorbing nutrients. Like I'm sick inside, you know? Um, yeah. So I feel like a lot of that is basically just judgment from other people. Um, and I, I think that perhaps it's not their fault because, you know, we are seeing certain images in media and and then, you know, there's headlines of like, so-and-so's anorexic or bone thin. And we see these tabloids where, you know, the woman is kind of bending over and you can see her ribs. And so then we kind of make that association um, right. subconsciously. Yeah. But it really does affect all shapes and sizes. And, and your body also tolerates things to a certain extent, right? I mean, yep. it, the same goes for even like smoking weed. People say, "Oh, I get the munchies," but not everyone gets fat from smoking weed and eating. You know what I mean? Like everyone's yeah. body is just so different, and what's happening internally might not even be seen externally. To be honest, absolutely. Uh, and so that's real. That's the hard part. Yeah. And so anyone that is suffering from. Um, you know, any type of body image issue and like the lack of self-confidence there is not only struggling internally with themselves, but then also with the judgment and criticism of of others. And that doesn't make life any easier.
0: Yeah, uh, a thousand percent. I think it's also super important to highlight, we often correlate being thin with being extremely healthy. And that also is not always the case either. If you see someone who is larger and you automatically assume, oh my God, they're so unhealthy. They're a heart attack away from, you know, whatever. That's not the case. That's also such a common misconception. We cannot just take people for how they are with surface value. You just have to mind your fucking
1: business when it comes to other people's bodies. It's that simple, really. I agree. And I think too, it's also knowing like, okay, we each have a different bone structure. We each have a different like muscle definition and muscle structure. Like everything is so different. And even if like I have the same, let's pretend I have a twin. What if we have the same body shapes, but for whatever reason, the other person has, you know, I'm not a scientist, so let's just pretend here. (laughs) Some sort of chromosome, you know, malfunction or difference where like that person can't absorb nutrients and therefore everything internally is just not working the same, you know, like there are some things totally out of our control. And, and I've had multiple guys, um, that I genuinely cared about, look at me and basically say like, my body has the potential to have abs. My body has the potential to look a certain way. And I felt crushed inside because, well, one, it was a body image. I didn't actually want to be honest. I didn't. Right. I can value it and and think it's beautiful, but not aim for my body to look that way. And then secondly, it was just so hurtful to be like, Wow, why do you see this potential, quote unquote, in my body if like that may not even be possible just because you see on you know, abs on another tall woman doesn't mean I can go get abs, you know,
0: absolutely. It kind
1: of feels unfair. Of course. yeah. I mean, um,
0: I think something that I really uh relate to, when it comes to your story is how you dealt with your, um, you know, digestive issues and how you ultimately were sick and that caused some sort of disordered eating. I went through something very similar. I was sick for years and had no idea what was going on. I went to multiple doctors. I've been diagnosed with fucking everything under the sun. It's very hard to get a proper diagnosis when it comes to digestive issues, as you know, I'm sure. Um, finally getting some answers, I was diagnosed celiac. My body went through the ringer. I would be, you know, stick thin. And then a month later, I would absolutely balloon and fluctuate. And I had no idea what was going on with my body. And that created this relationship with food for me that like, I was almost afraid to eat. Yeah, out of fear of just falling completely ill. Like I get violently ill. I did not know what I was reacting to at the time. Now I'm able to, you know, kind of figure out what I can and cannot eat. And my relationship is slowly healing um, with food. I'm very fortunate that I have the support, you know, in my corner, but I, I just feel for people that deal with these autoimmune issues or digestive issues that, you know, you begin to pick up these really bad habits with food, just simply out of fear, wanting to protect your body. And that's such a struggle in itself.
1: 100%. It was, I felt like it was kind of coming full circle to me because I had gone through the battle of anorexia, then bulimia. Some time had gone past it. I was like, I'm over this. And then when SIBO came out of nowhere and same thing, you know, it took three months just trying to figure out what the heck is happening. Um, and I would get so bloated that I almost looked pregnant, like my jeans wouldn't button. And then, you know, those thoughts came like back again of like, well, now all of a sudden I'm no longer beautiful. And like, now I don't feel sexy. Now no guy is going to like me and I'll do like just lies. Right. And it kind of, you know, made me question my own self of like, Stacy, wow. Are you really like healed? Like you think you are, if you're having those kinds of thoughts. And then I would have to catch myself and say like, Yes, because I'm not doing the same actions anymore. I refuse.
0: But it's hard. It's
1: just a constant, you know, talking to yourself and self-soothing. But it's, it's really hard. And sometimes, I mean pardon my language, it's a mind fuck sometimes. Yeah, it really no, I feel you. Absolutely. It's hard. Um, but there are ways to get past it and it's just continuing to like, love yourself, um, and continuing to give yourself grace over things. And then same, I would have such fear about certain foods. Cause it's like, oh, I know when I eat this, like, I am just gonna, my stomach's going to blow. I'm not going to feel well. But then that stress makes it even worse, right? Because oh He's going into this like adrenaline mode. So it's just kind of relaxing and just sort of letting go, which is the total opposite of my personality. I feel like I'm yeah. a control freak. So I don't like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a challenge. Absolutely, Yep, I'm, I'm the exact same way. And I think a lot of people aren't even aware your nervous system is... So just, you are wired so insanely perfect. It's like to a T people don't necessarily understand how like psychological things can affect your body physically. If you are stressed, if you have anxiety, if you are worried about something that can automatically trigger some sort of like digestive response. Um, It can cause diarrhea, vomiting, cramping, bloating, just overall stomach upset. Like there are certain things, even, you know, depression, these things will trigger these uh, ultimately painful responses from your body just letting you know like hey let's slow down a little bit let's try and regulate our nervous system and that's something that's been able to help me through my body struggles as well as just you know the, my breathing exercises and reminding myself like okay you are safe in this space you just gotta like you know cool it down a bit and I'm lucky that a lot of the times that kind of does help me feel better. Just trying to regulate my nervous system to help that,
1: that pain. Yeah, absolutely. The, the mind or brain gut connection is a real thing. And it makes sense when you think about it. Cause whenever we talk about our gut instinct, it is, it's like our second brain, but one that isn't logical. Yep. Right. Like it's like the all knowing before we actually like get that light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a real thing for sure. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Or when you get like butterflies around somebody, yeah. like it's really crazy when you put it into like that perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Um. So I also wanted to touch on this since it's, you know, it's being spoken about in the media right now. We had uh, the very famous, very iconic Miss Kimberly Kardashian do an interview with Vogue over her Met Gala look. She wore Marilyn Monroe's uh, famous uh, happy birthday, Mr. President dress. And just on the red carpet while she's wearing this dress, she brings up the fact like, you know, I had to lose 16 pounds in three weeks. I had to wear a sauna suit. I only ate tomatoes for three weeks and drank water. And... Just, I mean, I, I heard it and you know, if, if that's what you want to do to your body, girl, by all means, go off queen. You have your body, your bodily autonomy. You do whatever you want to do to your own body. I think it's, it was so painful for me to hear because I have a lot of, I think it stirred up a lot of old emotions of just being a young girl and looking at these red carpet events and just thinking that these women were the end all be all like that's what you have to be you strive for this just like beautiful Hollywood glam and like fuck we have to do better for these young girls that are watching these things and they're now creating these same relationships with their bodies and now like I just don't want for one second another you know woman to think oh yeah you know if I have to fit into a dress for an event coming up in three weeks let me just starve myself really quick like you guys, that's, you're fucking up your body.
1: Like there are repercussions to behavior like this. I agree. I feel like that will come back to bite them later when it comes to metabolism or, you know, there's always that regret, right? Like we've all put our bodies through something, you know, whether it's food or maybe um, days without sleeping or we've done extremes, you know, extreme working out. Like there's so many ways that we, don't honor our body. And which is like the house that we basically live in all day, every day, everywhere, which is crazy to think that we would almost just openly destroy it without caring. And it's so true, right? Like we are with ourselves all the time and our health is what's most important because money can come and go. I mean, you can make new friends, sorry, friends, like that happens. You can move. There's all these other factors, but it's like, you only get one body. And yes, I mean, you could get a, you know, a prosthetic leg or something like that, but it will never be the same as like your real body. And so when I hear stuff like that, it makes me sad. Cause I same, I reflect back on my past. And when I was just So cruel to my own body, restricting it from things, you know, feeling lightheaded at times and being like, nope, I'm not going to eat this, and thinking I was strong somehow for not doing these things. Yeah. And like praising my own self because, like, yeah, Stacey, you rate you under 800 calories. Like, good job. As if it was this like huge accomplishment when really it's like the ultimate accomplishment is feeling good every day. And how do you feel good? By eating things that make you feel good, you know? And so that is, it's really, really sad. And it just goes to show the lack of self-love that she has for herself when you think about it. Because if she can't, because she's already gorgeous, like she doesn't need anything. And, you know, if you have to be put into that size to feel beautiful, well, beauty is also in the eye of the beholder. What if she thinks what she's doing is beautiful and, you know, a third of the world is like, actually, that's a little too thin or that doesn't look right, you know? it's all really kind of personal preference because um, we can't be everyone's cup of tea at the end of
0: the day. Someone is always going to have something to say. The only opinion that matters at the end of the day of your body is your own. You have Mm -hmm. to just be okay with, you know,
1: how, how you are at the end of the day. It's hard. I feel like Instagram is almost, at least on my feed, Mm -hmm. Is almost doing the opposite. Like I see on Instagram so many of these like workout things. I work at a gym right now. So I see all these like workout things popping up on my Instagram. And I'm a little self-conscious about my lack of a voluptuous booty. And so those, of course, are popping up of all these like thin girls that have these like huge butts. And so then I start to get like, oh, maybe I should. Oh, maybe if I eat more, it's like, wait, no, Stacey, stop. Like you can exercise if you don't to the extreme, you know, kind of bringing it back. Absolutely, and it's so hard. And that's
0: such an important thing that you just brought up. Um, I have to thank my husband for this. Actually, I want to say maybe two years ago I was in like a fucking spiral of like. I just don't feel good. I don't feel good about myself. I'm not happy with where I am in life. I feel like a fuck up. I don't have anything to show for myself. I don't feel like I look good. It was just a fucking pity party for myself. And if you know me today, you know, that is the furthest thing from my character. I've come such a long way. And I do attribute that to my husband asking me just a very simple question. He was like, what kind of fucking profiles are you following on Instagram? And when I looked through my feed, I was beginning to realize that these actual profiles were triggering me. Right. I just, I crumbled. I was like, oh my God, you're so right. I'm literally feeding my brain this type of shit daily. The moment I wake up, I scroll through Instagram. I'm seeing, you know, these unrealistic, heavily Photoshopped, edited pictures, you know, people renting these exotic cars in front yeah. and of like it's their own shit and like, you know, designer everything. And it's very important to make sure that you control the media that you see, right? Um, you have full freedom to unfollow whoever the fuck you want to at the end of the day. if You feel that a certain profile is triggering you Um, You notice that it's starting to give you like some anxiety. You're starting to, you know, beat yourself up over something because of something that you saw on Instagram. Unfollow, literally unfollow, and then maybe start to follow other profiles that better align themselves with who you want to be in terms of a healthy person, Um, someone that is emotionally healthy, someone that is, you know, that likes trivia or, you know, whatever it be, just like these positive profiles versus these influencers that are literally paid to shove this unattainable look lifestyle down your fucking throat and make you feel like shit about yourself so that companies can sell things.
1: Yep. Mm hmm. I even saw one pop-up that was showing what goes into it, which I should have known having worked in marketing and advertising in New York. It's like, duh, Stacy, remember when? But I had seen this Instagram thing pop up of like showing someone putting in um, butt pads for a girl and she was doing exercises and with with one of those like leggings where it's kind of rouge down the center to accentuate everything. Oh, like the TikTok leggings? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like... Oh my gosh. Like, duh. Like, of course, like nothing's real. Like that's why you didn't want to be in that world anyways. Cause you would see the before and after and they would look nothing alike, you know? Absolutely. Oh
0: my God. I feel like it's super important too, as like being in the industry that I'm in. Um, I'm, I'm a spray tan artist. I'm in the sunless industry. We experience all kinds of people. I'm not just going to say women because I have men, you know, trans, whoever and non-binary people, whoever, almost every person that steps into my tent apologizes for something. I haven't shaved my body. I'm so sorry. I'm a little heavy. I'm a little pale. I'm a little this like it's, uh, it can be a little mentally taxing for service providers to have to hear that every single day. Not only because we deal with our own, you know, body image issues, but it's also so painful to see that every single person from all kinds of walks of life experience the same fucking thing. Like, I wish we would just take a step back and be like, yo, like we all feel
1: like this, something's wrong. Like that's yeah. not
0: okay.
1: Yeah, I agree. One of the things that really set me off, um, when I was working at Life and Style magazine. I was a photo editor there. um, And so it was my job to basically pull pictures from from the different paparazzi, find the one I wanted, and then negotiate a price for them. And I remember my boss pulling me aside and saying like, hey, there's this picture of Jennifer Aniston and her dress is blowing in the wind. And we need to get that picture and we're running a pregnancy story. And I said, oh, is she pregnant? And he said, I don't think so, but she looks fat in it. So we're gonna run a pregnancy story. And I remember asking him, isn't that illegal? Couldn't we get in trouble? And he said, yeah, but no one's going to come after us. Plus we have like a sister magazine. She doesn't have the time for this. It's fine. It's not going to be huge anyways. And that was, that put the nail in the coffin for me. And I was so pissed off because I was like, here I am a woman wanting to be, I was dying to be in this industry. I kind of started in fashion, ended up in magazines. I was so excited. And then here we're outright lying for things you know, I would buy pictures that were also like years old and then they would pretend that they're newer. Like, there was just so much shady stuff going on. And I was like, I don't want to be a woman running a lie or at least being a part of a lie that's being run about another woman. Like that's not, if that was me, I would cry. I would be so sad. And I quit that job soon after.
0: <laughs> Good for I you, couldn't. sis. Yes. Put your mental health first. Um, I think it's so important that us as women, we do whatever we can even put our own fucking necks on the line to protect other women because I mean I wouldn't say that was
1: the exact reason why I quit but it was definitely like in my grouping of things that I was not okay it with didn't make you and feel
0: good yeah no,
1: I felt really sick about it because I felt like I was contributing to that like that disgusting narrative and and who wants to lie about something like that and then yeah create those kinds of body image issues and who knows how she feels now about wearing a certain type of dress in the wind. Like who knows? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's
0: this industry is, you know, I do notice there is a shift coming. Yeah. I feel it. I'm sure other people can feel it too. We are becoming less and less complacent, if you will, of the things that we will just tolerate and allow people to say about others and, you know, our own bodies. And I really hope that we are making steps in the right direction when it comes to just ending that just very brutal, judgmental, like what right, (laughs) what right do we have to just be like, Oh my God, look at this person. They've gained 10 pounds. Like, Who gives a fuck? Are they a good person at the end of the day? What are they doing to contribute to society? What kinds of, you know, activities do they like to do? I really hope that we can move to a place where we can really move past someone's just overall look.
1: Yeah. And it's almost like taking a step back and like asking ourselves, if we were to comment on someone like, how is this going to help them? You know, because it's one thing if you're there as support, but it's like if you were to make a comment like, oh, hey, are you not eating bread because you're dieting or like, oh, hey, you looking a little heavier, you know, like how is that going to help that person and like stop before you even like react to that? And I'm in um, a mentorship program called Girls Rising and it's helping at youth girls or at risk youth girls, um, who just need some support. Maybe they're in one parent households and the other, and you know, the parents gone all the time. They just, they need some support. And one of the things that they openly talk about in every single training is do not comment on the girl's appearance. It's always about her personality, you know, how great she is at something. Um, I love. That. Oh, well, she, yeah. Attempts at doing her homework every day, you know, and because we need to focus on the person within because our outer body is going to change regardless, you know, Absolutely. pregnancy, sickness, um, grieving. There are so many reasons. For- Heck you could move. And I struggle with acne. So it's like, I worry about being in places with high humidity because like my back will just break out, you know, our bodies are guaranteed to change. So you can't just, you know, assume they're going to stay the same or only focus on that either.
0: Absolutely. It's so important to find other ways to essentially compliment people like, oh my God, you're so funny or you are so uh, inspiring or there are so many other things that mean so much more to someone than just bringing up their appearance. And like you mentioned, we never know anybody's struggles. We don't know what's going on. If we see someone that, you know, to us looks like they've gained some weight, we don't know if this person is finally sober after years of addiction and they're doing their best to just heal their bodies. We don't know if someone is super thin because they're extremely ill. They're dealing with autoimmune issues, uh, you know, depression. There are so many things that are going on internally that we just have no idea of. And it's probably best we never fucking comment on.
1: Yeah, I found that I I love to receive compliments um, because yeah, even like through my eating disorder, like I didn't live close to home. so my family would see me and they like, you're looking good. And then they wouldn't say anything else. So they're like, you're looking kind of thin. And I always just felt like so judged by my body. But whenever I hear compliments of like, hey, that color looks really nice on you or like that dress looks really nice. It makes me feel good because it's like, you're not critiquing my whole body as an entire whole. It's like, it's, you know, this one thing that's flattering and it feels very vague. And that yep. makes me feel good. Cause it's like, cool. Thanks. You know, versus yeah. like being stared down or something.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That like means the world to me as well. Or, I think my favorite kind of compliments are like, oh my God, your business is booming, or I see you out there killing it on your marketing, or like yeah. stuff like that. I'm putting all of my effort into something that I really, really love. Yes. I think that's like the best kind of feedback you can give someone to. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. All right, my love. Well, I appreciate your conversation so much. Thank you so much for, you know, just creating this amazing platform, this resource for, People to reach out to you should they need help. Um, is there anything else you want to
1: add that you want to plug before we um get off now? Yes, thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. So Yay, fun. Thank um, you. And for all the listeners out there, it's called thepainofeting.com. Um, my goal is to work on an Instagram next and kind of push that towards the website, but the website is thepainofeting.com. Um, and happy to help however I can. And so, yeah, thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it. Of course, thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll go ahead and
0: make sure that I link the website on this particular episode. You will be able to find it in this uh, Spotify description. So check us out there, Instagram to come.